everyone and welcome to 1.21 gigawatts i am peter that is matt and we talk about movies on this show and in this episode we are talking about the new dc comics film shazam so we'll start spoiler free as we always do we'll give you a warning in the middle before we go into spoilers is, it, is this the first time we've done a mo- dc movie without connor i think so because we had everybody for for bvs right and then we did wonder woman i think we had connor on right I think it was there for Suicide Squad as well. I tried to forget that movie. <laughs> um, and we were all there for Aquaman, obviously. Yeah, we were all there for Aquaman. We were all there for Justice League. So this might be the first one. Yeah, he was going to go try to see it today so he could jump on, but he was uh, his hay fever was was playing up, so he, he didn't want to go. Uh, mm-hmm. So, But alas, we're, we're here. We're going to talk about Shazam, uh, or uh, Captain Marvel, if you whisper in hush tones. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've gotten enough of that over the last couple of days, so or weeks, because I I got to see a special advance of this a couple of weeks ago, mm. so th- this has been sitting with me for a little bit, but um, but yeah, it, it's crazy that both of the Captain Marvel characters had movies that came out within weeks of each other. I know it's strange. It's it's so strange, but weird things happen, and uh, mm-hmm. you know that's what it is. Why not? <laughs> it's just a shadow. I, I kept thinking I had something on my lip, and it was bugging me. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I thought I'd like. Ch- I've not even eaten any chocolate, but I thought I had like chocolate smeared down my lip. Anyway, uh, that's not chocolate. <laughs> you shut your face. <laughs> so Shazam, what is Shazam? What is what is DC Comics Captain Marvel? It is a superhero where it's actually a kid. It's Billy Batson who gets powers from a wizard named Shazam, and when he says the word Shazam, he becomes an adult with with the the. the Something of was you you know all the the the, the gods yeah, the wisdom of Solomon the wisdom strength of, Solomon, of Hercules strength of, strength of um stamina of Atlas the oh, man. one S yeah 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 but no but they're for the gods oh sure Solomon Hercules Atlas oh what's the uh, Z Zeus that's Zeus. power of Zeus M's Mercury what's the second A right. Second A, is, I'm gonna look this up now <laughs> because I used to know them all. Yeah, so it is officially the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the powers of Zeus, the courage of Achilles, uh-huh. which which adds to him being indestructible, which I, I don't I don't get, but we'll take it. And then the speed of Mercury, um, which being such a nerd when it comes to the gods, the fact that those are all mixed in that they're Roman and Greek. Always, always annoyed me. So the fact that Black Adam in the comics get all of his all come from the Egyptian gods, I always, always appreciated that. Hmm. So yeah, um, and what's interesting is uh, it's not went up yet. Me and Connor both just read the Jeff Johns Gary Frank Shazam New Fifty Two series. Well, I say series. It was a backup in Justice League, but. Yeah. We we just read that for the for the the monthly for the Patreon, and we've not actually recorded the episode yet, but we've just both read that. So it was actually really nice getting into this, but that really freshened my mind because that is definitely the the the, the story that the this main. is taking the most from. It's obviously yeah. not the exact same because Black Adam features in that story quite a bit, and he's not Big here. Time. So yeah. th- there's differences, but it was nice to have it, that. It fresh. definitely has the skeleton, and we shouldn't be surprised, Johns, you know, being so because this is one of his movies while he was still in that position. Um, so, but it also borrows heavily from, from the rest of Shazam or Captain Marvel, if you will. Yeah. Uh, which is quite nice. Yeah. Um, you know, it has the, it has the, the all the foster kids, uh, who, mm-hmm. you know, to get Billy goes to this foster home, he meets Freddy, who's kind of typically been the, the, the main one and Mary. And then there's the other characters that, that are there as well, such as, uh, Darla, Eugene, Pedro, and, so and that's kind of the heart of the movie you've got this this foster family who first billy wants nothing to do with and kind of the heart of the movies over the course of it is him kind of learn to accept them uh, and he's also searching for his mother and he's trying to find mm-hmm. her uh because she's been missing since he was you know like six or whatever it is yeah. and yeah so so basically he gets the powers of Shazam, uh and we also have this villain, Doctor Zavanna, played by Mark Strong, who is obsessed with finding the, the the wizard and the powers because he he was teased with it as a child, and we'll yep. get into some of this and stuff and spoilers. But uh, he he's the villain. He's he's you know, and that's kind of that's kind of it. I, I I feel like the bulk of the movie is really kid gets you know this this power where he turns into an adult with superpowers, and it's mm-hmm. him and Freddy kind of try to figure that out 
and understand mm-hmm. what that means and how to use it uh, and that's kind of the gist of it so uh, that's Shazam uh, so I'll, I'll ask the question Matt did you enjoy Shazam oh you you sure as hell I did this was <laughs> it, it feels good to finally have a win in the DC column yeah it does I because because I was very positive if you go back and watch the Aquaman review I was very positive on that and I had a lot of fun there but it's kind of a mess of a movie where Shazam is a like feels like an actual like a real movie. You know, I know that sounds I know that sounds condescending, but but look back at, at DC and there's more whiffs and more Aquamans than you know. I can count as a quote good as Wonder Woman and, and now Shazam. You know. Yeah, no, I I think this is night and day above Aquaman. I think it's night and day because the characters actually. Of the heart of the movie like it's not perfect there's definitely things that i will mm-hmm. i will critique and i will say are, are weaker elements but ultimately the movie is about the characters first and the heart of the family and because of that and because there's an arc and because that's what it focuses mm-hmm. around it feels like a, a fully functioning film with with characters i care about it doesn't matter yeah. that the villain's not that good it because i care about the characters i care about yeah. what they're going through uh, it, it really follows the marvel formula in that way you know what i mean where to an extent, I, feel yeah. this, I feel like this is definitely more character focused than anything Marvel's done, like phase one wise, but it, it definitely suffers from the same villain problem. And, you know, Mark Strong is, I feel he does the best as he can with this character. Like, it bums me out that we won't see him as Lex Luthor ever because <laughs> he's Savannah now. So, yes, but uh, he, he shares a follow with Lex Luthor, though. Yes, he does. I, man. I popped at the theater for that one. Like yeah. I was like, "Oh wow, he just John Glover just pumps out the the bald bad kids." Yeah, John Glover's not aged that much since uh, since Smallville. He looks the I same. couldn't believe I couldn't believe it was him. Like I was like, because go back and watch him in, in Gremlins too, and he looks roughly the same there too. Like, oh, crazy. he definitely, no, he definitely is younger in Gremlins too. I'm not going to give you that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying he looks roughly the same. It's it's the beard and the hair combo, you know. But it's that man, and maybe he has a magic word. Maybe he does. I I don't know. I like. I think the movie's fun. Obviously, it's it's, it's definitely got a lot of comedy in it. It's definitely a mm-hmm. funny movie. Uh, but given the fact that we're dealing with with kids who are mm-hmm. who, who 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 are the superheroes, it kind of makes sense that there would be a lot more humor and a lot more levity. And Zachary Levi does a pretty good job with that. Um, yeah. You know, Freddie, I think, kind of steals the show. Yes. Which, which, if you're reading the, the, you know, from the John's book to the new John's book, I don't want to say the John's book, the John's backup to the John's book, that is Freddie, straight up, like, from from who he was even before. Because if, if you read Shazam or Captain Marvel before the New 52, this is a completely new Freddie compared to that. And yeah. and I love this Freddy. Like, in you know we read the monthly book, and so it was good to see him transferred to the screen so effortlessly. Um, and this kid, I'm gonna have to pull up his name, but he was in it, right? In the new one. Uh, Jack Dylan Grazer. Grazer. The, the kid's yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Was he in it? I have no idea. Yes, he yes, was. he was. Um, I think he was a kid where his mom was overprotective of him. Okay, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that kid's got some comedy chops. He really, he is the comic relief. I mean, Zachary Levi has a lot of the comedy too, because that's his his bag, as he's real likable. But I feel like Freddie really carried a lot of the humor for me. It was it was basically it was a twofer. It was them as a pair yeah. most of the time, yeah. uh, than anything. And if anything, one of my worries early on in the film is that the rest of the kids weren't going to get much to do. But yeah. and they definitely get less than than Freddie and, and Billy, obviously. Yeah. But they they do get some moments and they, I I was really happy that by the time we get to the third act, they do become more a part of the story and mm-hmm. I appreciate that and it was funny actually there was a point halfway through this and I'll save this for spoilers my full thought here but I said if this thing doesn't happen by the end of the movie I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> yep, you you and me both. <laughs> I you and certain, me both. There was a certain thing from the comics I needed to happen by the end of the movie. Yep. And you and me both. Yeah. Um, but yeah and. I, and it just it goes to show you those characters and even the foster parents who are who are 
pretty different from the ones that we get in, in the comic because we haven't really got to spend time with them. But, like, you get the, the sense how much they care in the little that we see with them just with how they interact with all the kids. No, they felt like uh, they were strong supporting players. You know, they didn't mm-hmm. have, like, their big plot to themselves or anything, but they were... No. You got who they were very easily. Uh, mm-hmm. like, there, there were some, like, spiritual translations, like... You know, in, in the, the the comic, like Billy, like mm-hmm. is working in cahoots with his uh, his social worker to pretend yeah. to be an ace kid, so he'll get you'll get adopted. Yeah, that's not in in the movie, but does the similar kind of thing happens at the start where he's he's outside their store and the cops show up and he's like, oh mm-hmm. my god, the boy's in blue and he's all like really happy and like kiddie, yeah. and then he, he does the thing where he turns and he's actually being a little shithead. He's he's kind of planned right. this. That's kind of the, the the spiritual translation of that scene from the comic yeah. where it's making the same point that he he will put on the kiddie face and and pretend to be right. this or that. Now they can't do it too much because he is older here. Like just yeah. Like, because it's a movie, everyone but Darla feels like they're they're older. I, I mean, I guess Mary's supposed to be turning eighteen in the comic as well, so yeah. she's not. But uh, yeah, but, which I always like that change with, with Mary being the older. Mm. You know, she's the voice of reason, and and whatnot. So here again, that translated really well. I will say, as much as I'm saying, Freddie kind of stole the show. Mm-hmm. Darla came close. If she had more screen time, she might have done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, especially towards the third act. Where where we do get to see more of the the family, so mm-hmm. I thought her character is really well, and and there there are lines I remember because it, it hasn't been, it's been a while since I have it. I, I meant to read it and then got bogged down with other things, but just her how she's saying that how much she loves animals, right? Mm. Like that that's Darla's thing, and they hit on that here. And each, each of the kids kind of has their thing, but it never feels like their gimmick. So we know Darla loves animals, and she's the more compassionate of them. And that plays through, you know, her seeing Billy at school and whatnot. Um, I, have and, to, I know, have to admit, I was a little confused by the school situation because they all seem uh-huh. to be in the same school building. And I wasn't entirely sure what was going on because Darla's yeah. like seven or eight. And then mm-hmm. Mary's, you know, going to her senior year in high school. <laughs> are yeah. they all in the same building? I don't understand. I didn't get that either. But I, those are one of those things I'm like, don't think too hard about it. Just... Yeah. Just go with it. Because at one point, at one point, uh, there's like a, a scene in the, the lunch, the hall where they sit there at the table, and Freddie's like, "Hey, like you don't have lunch this period," and I'm like, "Wait, you try to tell me this is like a, some sort of super school where everything is mixed, yeah. and everyone just has lunch yeah. different periods or whatever." <laughs> yeah, and then now mind you, they're not in Fawcett City; they they're going to Fawcett High, mm. and they're in Philadelphia, so it's not like this is some small town. Where it's one school, like it's a major U.S. city. Yeah, yeah. Like, F- F- you know. I'm pretty sure Philly has a variety of schools to, yes, to spread these exactly. kids out. And yes, uh, but yeah, had it been Fawcett City, and it, we were told it's a smaller kind of town. Yeah, but I also love that you know it's set in Philadelphia, which is you know the city of brotherly love, and then that's what Billy's looking for is this not just brotherly love but familial. You know, because he's looking for his mom. Oh yeah, I mean, family's the the theme of the movie. Yeah. Like the the whole movie's about inclusion. It's about find, finding family, even if you don't have a conventional family. It's it's yep. got a really warm kind of message to it, and that's kind of one of its strengths. It's 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 got more heart than any of the previous DCEU movies for oh, sure. Probably possibly combined. Um, mm-hmm. like it, arguably, if you're going to compare it to the the MCU, it's it's not better than all the MCU movies. Not by a long shot, but. No. If you're going to say, take something from it and say, "Here's how you can say this is this is better than some of, some of those," mm-hmm. you would say, "Well, it has more heart than a lot of those do." Yeah, well, I, I put it up there with with Spider-Man: Homecoming, like sure, you know, I feel like, and it's not just because of the kid thing, but Homecoming has a lot of heart with what it does with with Peter in the neighborhood and him and and Tony and and Happy, and I feel a lot of that here because we're getting Billy playing off all of these other ones. Um, and then what it means to be a family in there. Uh, and I really enjoy homecoming. So the fact like they could even draw comparisons to that, cause that's in my upper, I would say upper third of, the or MCU. even upper. I, I, I think know. right now, if you ask me, I think I like homecoming more, but like, I've not oh, seen yeah, it me too. since the theater. So I don't want to really, yeah. Oh man. I don't have time to watch movies that much. But I, <laughs> I'm yeah, but I know how much week. you like that one, and I just figured that'd be one like maybe in a prep for Endgame, you, you'd throw you'd well, throw that on. I actually just watched Civil War for the first time since the theater a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I plan to watch Infinity War before Endgame, so I mean, yeah. 
Maybe I'll squeeze in Homecoming as yeah, well. If my I feel my like wife it. watches Civil War at some point in an eight-week rotation. <laughs> so I've probably seen that Marvel film more than the others. Uh, but but yeah, so l- l- lucky you. Um, but no, yeah, the, and I try not to draw comparisons with the MCU because I'm trying to do this where DC's on shaky grounds and I'm just, you know, I sometimes I have to fight people on being a DC fan because they only know the Marvel movies, right? Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh yeah, well DC sucks. I was like, mm, do you read the comics? Because let's let's judge the comics against the comics and the movies against the movies here. And yes, you're in, you're correct that the DC movies suck. But just to write off Shazam because it's a DC product, you know, yeah. it's not Marvel. I feel this is, and I don't feel like that's what they were going for, but it kind of feels the most Marvel Studios of their efforts. And I think that's just because it's actually cohesive. It may also just because it doesn't look like this grey CG yeah, kind of it, thing the whole time. It's bright. It's like bright. they use it's uh, David F. Sandberg, the director, who mainly I've only seen horror films from him. I don't know if he's done anything else, but he had lights out in I think another one. Annabelle Creation. Yeah, I didn't see that one, so I've only seen lights out. In which... fact, yeah, the the actress who plays Mary was in that. Oh really? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, but yeah. Um, he he plays with the color a lot in this. Like the, it's very comic booky in that way, with the bright reds and and it doesn't shy away from that. So I, I give credit to that because up to this point, like even like a Wonder Woman, which which we agree is, is a good movie, it's very dark and drab. Like it's matching that Snyder color. Yeah, color. It's, it's, it still has the Snyder look to it just because it had to fit with that. I. I actually think this is better than Wonder Woman. I, th- I think Wonder Woman yeah. has a couple of higher points, specifically No Man's Land. I think Shazam is more consistent and has more of a, a you know, it doesn't have this third act. It's like, okay, the third act was really weak, so we have to kind of put yeah. up with that kind of thing. I think this is easily the best DC movie since Nolan's trilogy. It, yeah. It, and sure, admittedly for a lot of those, it's not that much of a competition because you yeah. compare this to batman v superman you compare it to justice league you compare it to aquaman i don't think they're even close no <laughs> not at all um and, and it's kind of funny too because isn't david f sandberg like uh he came up under james wan right uh did he? i don't Is know it's just news to me i, th- I think that that Wan helped produce lights out i think he helped get that made so you know it's kind of funny that that they you know he worked on aquaman and now sandberg's doing shazam in, in... Here's, here's, my, here's my thing compared to Aquaman you know, for people are saying why do you like this more than Aquaman why do you think Aquaman's only okay because I don't think Aquaman's terrible I think it scrapes like a 6 out of 10 I think that's what the score I gave it at the time it, basically it's like Aquaman to me felt like and you've heard me say this Matt you know elsewhere but uh, you've Aquaman to me feels like it spent all of its time trying to prove that it was a blockbuster instead of just being a blockbuster it was like we want to prove that we can be this big epic action yeah. movie and... it, it's very big and overstuffed and there's a lot going on there and and I feel like to compare it with Shazam Shazam knows exactly what it is oh yeah and and it it's actually it's brilliance is kind of in its simplicity like it's straight up a I say I don't want to use this as pejorative, but it's like a kids movie. Like I put it up there with like something like Goonies, like something that came out in the eighties that like parents could take their kids to, and both could enjoy. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it, Goonies is an interesting comparison actually. I think there's some yeah. sort of overlap there. Uh, it, it does feel kind of eighties actually. Now that you mentioned it as well, but mm-hmm. I, Aquaman felt like it's desperate to prove what it is. And there was a the third act of Aquaman had like a had like a, a war scene it was like a, it was like two armies fighting underwater and we'd barely even met the two like races that were fighting at that point yeah. and it was just like oh it's a spectacle a spectacle yeah this movie I, fe- I felt like no characters came first and anything that happened you know good or bad in terms of spectacle came out of the plot as opposed to we just have to force big action scenes because we have to pretend yeah. we're this big tentpole movie uh it, it yeah. just it just did what it was trying to do as best as it could. Yeah. Because even the big action scenes are still kind of small in this. Nothing, like, the fate of the world really isn't at stake. Like, yeah, it's well, comic which, movie, which, so... I'm glad. I'm, I'm sick of it. Yeah. Like, every, oh, yeah, yeah, Every superhero movie, it has to be the big beam of light and the, the whole right. world's going to die. And I'm like, right. no, just... And yeah, when, when, when they set up the villains, it's like, well, yeah, this gets out to the greater world. It's going to be trouble, you know, but never at any point is even Billy fighting for... For Philadelphia itself, he's fighting for the family yeah. as Shazam, and and that's why I feel why it works so well. 
like you were saying, it knows what it is and it doesn't try to be this big blockbuster. Per- personal stakes sometimes feel bigger than than the world at stake. Then mm-hmm. almost always, like even so. Yeah. When so th- there's this moment you were referring to, and I'll still talk around it, but. My audience, I'd like to think, didn't have too much familiarity with the comics. So when this big moment happened, it burst out into applause. And I feel like that's that's huge. Versus you look at, you know, Aquaman with this big fight and the theater I saw it in, people kind of seemed bored. You know? I was like, bored at that point. Yeah. And because and you're, you're over two hours in. This is a nice light two hours. You know, I think it's like two hours and... Is it 210? Yeah, is it 205? 210, yeah. It's about 210. Yeah. I never felt the time at all, unlike Aquaman, where I was kind of like, all right, man, like let's let's get this going. Yeah. You know? Uh, but yeah. If I have uh, some critiques, the main, main ones that I think Savannah's kind of undercooked, like there, there, he has yeah. some good scenes, the villain, but like ultimately it's not like he is pretty away for thin. He's just he's there to facilitate yeah. the plot for the heroes and that's whatever, but. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of. Weak. I also. I actually thought, in terms of other stuff, I thought one of the weakest parts of the movie was the wizard himself. I thought he was kind of cheesy and lame, and not not in like an intentional good way. No, it. it Digimon Hansu is getting yeah. that comic book money, money though, because now he's in both. He was in Captain mm-hmm. Marvel, and then he was in Shazam, and he's getting paid. And I just feel like the wizard, this character, we kind of know a little bit about from the comics. And here he really doesn't have anything to do except give Billy his powers. I, I, I feel like he he was meant to come off as like they were intentionally going for this like grumpy, funny old yeah. man, right? But and I, I don't want to say they intentionally made his beard his beard and wig yeah. look bad, but they look bad. They, they look really yeah. fake. And it just it, it it took me out of the moment. I thought because one of my problems with like a lot of movies recently is this this thing that they've been doing and Captain Marvel was guilty of this where there's a lot mm-hmm. of underexposed like dull looking stuff and this movie's actually very bright once it gets going mm-hmm. but the opening scenes this flashback to when uh, Savannah as a kid was taken to you know the Rock of Eternity where the wizard is and that first glimpse at the Rock of Eternity it's very dull it's very grey you know the wizard has this bad wig and beard and I was like oh my god am I in for a, a refraid here yeah when I think of the Rock of Eternity I think it's the nexus of all magic right yeah and this looked like a piece of, of Krypton. You know what I mean? From <laughs> from the Snyder movies. You know, so... I said they, they, they just sort of repainted it or something. Yeah. And you're kind of like, this doesn't inspire awe, you know? So... Which which is completely fine, because if I care about the characters like I ended up doing, yeah. uh, I don't need the awe. The awe's, the awe's icing nope. on the cake. Yep. Uh, and that's that's fine, but... Uh, so yeah, that, that that'd be a complaint. Um, pacing yeah, otherwise though was, was, was pretty good. That was, that was, my big takeaway too was was, I, and I know that they couldn't use Black Adam because of of The Rock and and all that, and you kind of want to build to him, but I, I kind of feel like what they did with Savannah was made him Black Adam light. Yeah, by giving him like powers essentially that were the same as yeah <laughs> yeah, and I'm just kind of like. This doesn't fit who Savannah is as I know him. I mean, it wasn't that big of a problem for, like, my wife who has no, you know, she really doesn't know any of this, and it worked for her. But at the same time, I'm looking at this as a comic fan going, I think Ugh. my problem with the with the, the way they're handling Black Adam is, is more of a sort of forward-thinking thing for me, whereas mm-hmm. I have no problem not being in this movie because... Yeah. It's like yeah, as you say, like build, build to him. him. He's the he's the arch nemesis yeah. essentially. Like you know, build build to mm-hmm. Black Adam in, in movie two or three. Uh, my problem is is that it kind of feels that because of the weird murky, there's a rock Black Adam movie supposed to be happening. Mm-hmm. It feels like there's a chance we may not even get like we'll get a Black Adam movie maybe, but we might never get Shazam versus Black Adam, and that's a shame. That's, yeah, because because <laughs> you talk about Superman's Rogues Gallery not being that great, like it's Lex Luthor and Brainiac. With Shazam, it's like Savannah and Black Adam, and you know you kind of want to see Black Adam in the next one. So and don't get me wrong, like I'm cool that the second one is going to be. Well, we're getting spoilers, but let's just say mid credit scene, folks. Just make sure you stay for the, the mid credits. Yeah. Uh, but like, and I'm excited. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But at the very least, Shazam should or Black Adam, sorry, should be in uh, the villain in the third one. We should have that, and hopefully, mm-hmm. that's what happens. Hopefully, 
they get this Black Adam movie out finally because uh, The Rock did put a video saying he was proud of the movie and that he can't wait to be Black Adam and uh, you know I, I guess the implication is that eventually they will fight in like the third Shazam movie or something but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, they did hire a writer for Shazam 2 today though so or the news yeah. came out today so uh, that's a good yeah. sign they're going forward with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that was Zach Levi too. He's so that was an inspired choice because like I I didn't watch all of Chuck. I watched episodes here and there. And he's this really kind of goofy guy. Um but I never thought of him like as a superhero. Like yeah, he was in Thor as Fandral, but you know, again, he's getting that that superhero money. So yeah, um... there's a lot of crossover anymore. I remember when it was scandalous that that Ryan Reynolds was doing two of them, you know, as, as Deadpool and Green Lantern, and now it's, it's almost like you're That's not cool unless you've done two. Because there's too many mo- movies now. Like, yeah. if if they try to not cross over, then they, they like have to just blacklist like tons of actors from the other company. Yeah. It'd be weird. So, um, but yeah, so I talk Levi. I I was a little hesitant when he got cast. But when we started seeing footage come out, and he has this kid-like quality to him, which is what you need with with early Billy anyways, um, as he's just discovering these powers and what it does for him. And I think he nailed all those scenes, you know, um, especially with Freddy. The way he plays off of Freddy, it's like you said, it's a twofer. A lot of the comedy comes from them, and it worked really well. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, and I, I like one of the things that is beneficial to this movie is that it is a lower budget movie, and you know it's ninety to hundred million dollars. You're saying is that's that's lower budget? Yeah, these days that's lower budget. That's mid tier. Yeah, uh, and that, I think that was smart because you know it had a had a fifty plus million opening weekend, and that is perfectly great for this this movie of this budget. And oh, nice. I I think that's smart to keep that going forward. They don't have to be two hundred and fifty million dollar tentpole films. Uh, I would love nothing more than for Hollywood to embrace the the mid-tier budget again and have you know a bunch of movies that come out that cost some money but you know don't break the bank and don't have to be these huge things to to be profitable yeah. like you know it's, it's good to have a nice mid-tier movie yeah oh, i love it <laughs> well and you feel like that's almost what kind of put dc in the hole was they were taking these big swings on these big huge movies yeah 300 million dollars here 300 there yeah and when you look, I don't know what the cost of the first Iron Man was, but it wasn't up that high. Oh, I was close, know? that was closer to this, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure that was closer to this. And, and I feel that that's a good starting point if you kind of, you know, want to do these, you want to build to it. And I feel like that was always my big problem with the DC uh, EU is they just try to do everything from the start and nothing ever felt earned because um, they were just taking these big swings. And this felt like a step in the right direction. Like Aquaman definitely felt like a step in the right direction. And then when they hired James Gunn to do Suicide Squad 2, which from what it looks like now is a full-on reboot, like with, with the exception of, of the actress playing Waller, like it's going to be fresh. So we'll see where this goes. Like I hope this starts with the upward trend because as a huge fan of DC, I want these movies it's... to succeed. Like. It's such a weird thing, though, that we're, we seem to be getting to this phase with the DC movies where we're not going to have Batman and Superman for a long time now, probably, because those actors are dropping out. And I, I know Matt Reeves has got the Batman, so maybe we'll get Batman yeah. sooner rather than later, but it feels like we're going to this era where, okay, Suicide Squad 2 is getting a sequel, Shazam's probably getting a sequel, Wonder Woman 2 is getting, or Wonder Woman's getting a sequel. Um, we're getting this Joker movie, which oddly looks kind of good. <laughs> like, I know. I saw that. I was against that, from, from the, and then I saw the trailer and went, I'm gonna have to see this, aren't I? You see, you see, you see, Walking Phoenix just kind of like do this yeah. tick and then start laughing, or yeah. you know, that dancing. So someone said that the dancing on the stairs in that trailer was a homage to Heath Ledger and Ten Things I Hate About You, and I'm like, do you know what it might actually be? <laughs> well, and Todd Phillips is that guy that he his his you know film school project was a documentary about Gigi Allen called Hated, and then he went from that and started making comedies. So, like, I, I trust in him that he has, like, this dark story that he wants to, you know, that's just different enough, you know? Joe, it's funny to me about it. It almost, and this, this is a weird thing to say, given that, obviously, Joker was a big part of The Dark Knight, but it, that this yeah. Joker movie, just watching the trailer, feels to me like it might be to Joker what the Dark Knight trilogy was to Batman, and the idea that, what is the Joker in the real world? In the sense that, one, one of the things that I've seen repeated a lot since that trailer came out, is that... 
you know, you know, Joker of 1989, he, he falls in a vat of acid, right? And that's yeah. how he's created. Joker in 2019, he's just in society. <laughs> and society creates the Joker. And I'm like, yeah. this, could, this could have some cut in social commentary if they if they pull yeah. this off. I, so, yeah. everything else and, to perform in some sort of... I was completely against it, and I saw that trailer and went, that looks very watchable. I'm going to have to go see this now. You know? So, and we all know how I feel about Batman. And so... The fact that I'm going to go see yeah, you, Joker. You, you love Batman. He's your favorite. No, no. Don't you put that out there. <laughs> I say that as there's a Batman comic in the background. You know. There's a Batman but, and a Poison Ivy. So there's... there's yeah, well, know. Ivy's different. She's a Bat so, character. Shut up. <laughs> I know, but, you know. You know. <laughs> I think we'll go to the spoiler section, though. So full spoilers for, for Shazam. From this point on, you have been warned. Uh, so here we go. So first things first. Halfway through the movie, I, th- I think it was around the time uh, Shazam runs into Mary when he's still when he's at Shazam, and mm-hmm. he, she's like got the letter from the university, and he, he kind of like accidentally says her, her name and yeah. has to explain it. I thought, if we don't get the moment from that comic book where the whole family gets powers at the end, by the end of this movie, I'm going to be pissed. And I felt, don't get me wrong, I felt confident because the whole Seven Deadly Sins thing was like, hey, that's like a whole team of villains to fight. Like we the yep. team made a team i i felt the same exact way and knowing that we were doing this this story and that's where that built to i was like if, if they don't do it i'm gonna be upset but if if they they seed it for later and it's just billy versus savannah that's cool too but uh, i want that moment and then you know there's a christmas carnival and savannah shows up to wreak havoc with the seven deadly sins and the family's all there and they all help him and then well, as, as one of my favorite things about what this movie does is that, you know, the first two thirds of the movie, it's just Freddy with Billy, right? It's just Freddy with Shazam. Wait. I was really happy that we're going to the third act when Savannah, like, becomes a part of the, the main plot with the family and he, he takes Billy. They actually decide to try and help him just as themselves. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, you know, they, I like that they kind of had this camaraderie before we got to that point. It made them feel yep. like they were all important to the story before we got to, hey, you can have magic powers now and shazam s characters uh so i mean it's just funny because in, in a second right so you know he, he, it's a really funny moment because he grabs the staff and he's like everyone say my name and they all say billy and it's really yeah. funny he's like no 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 say the thing i say when i'm, when I'm yeah. turning it shazam yeah <laughs> and like shazam and you know the lightning strikes and then they all come mm-hmm. through the smoke and they're all in costume and i was like shit that's megan good shit that's adam brody <laughs> i did not know they were in this movie nope me neither like I heard rumblings that Adam Brody had shot a cameo, mm-hmm. but I was like, "Why would he shoot a cameo?" Like, yeah, he was supposed to be in the George Miller Justice League movie, but like, what was well? Joe's funny is weird. That when I was thinking about it halfway through, that I wanted this moment to happen where they all become mm-hmm. you know powered. I was like, wait, have they cast them all though? Do we have actors for all these older versions? Yeah. And I thought like Mary, like I wasn't sure if Mary would have a different actor because she's almost eighteen. I thought they might argue that. Right because she's already kind of an adult that she would just be her uh, but no they could have cast someone who's like in her like late 30s to yeah you know be her as well um but in, in a split second somehow we just created the whole shazam family like we've not had a proper bat family on screen yet we've not had a super family nope. but we've had the bat family uh, so the shazam family now we we yeah. had a uh you know a fairly comic accurate looking mary marvel we had freddie in the blue and uh, we had you know pedro and eugene and darla we had this whole family and i'm like we have the whole squad yep no other DC characters done this yet and most marvel characters don't have you know this, this these no. families of characters that they, they you know the same except for the that. one that uh, th- those movies can't get going you know <laughs> like the one that is a legitimate family they keep whiffing out on movies now, of course i'm talking about the fantastic four yeah but um but yeah and they all have their their little special ability that you know of course billy has all the powers but they each get a specific one so you know um darla's super fast right yeah. that's hers yeah and, yeah. and you, you eugene shoots lightning and um pedro strong pedro strong yeah freddy can um, fly yeah and then mary uh, what's mary's oh, i forget what mary's is i can't remember um is she what's left uh, <laughs> yeah the wisdom 
Maybe. Maybe <laughs> she's she's smarter than the rest of them. But yeah, it was it was all cool to see those play out, you know, just like in the comics. And they each have a role to play towards the end, and they have to team up to take out the seven deadly sins. And I just, oh man, yeah, such honestly, a great moment, like. I think Mary's the only one who gets a little bit shafted. I think she's the only yeah. one who doesn't have the one moment where she gets to be the to have the spotlight. Whereas, you know, yeah. Darla gets to save Santa Claus and she's like, My name's Darla and I've been good. Yeah. And the Santa's like, What? We yeah. told me. Yeah. <laughs> God, you know, Megan Good was so good because you talk about Zach Levi playing a, like this teenage kid. You're, you're saying Megan Good's Megan was good? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's she's playing a an elementary school kid. In the body of a adult, like, and it took a second, but I was like, "This is kind of big, right?" And then there's there's an homage to Big there. Yeah, when from- Savannah and Shazam are fighting in the mall and they're in a kids store, they end up landing yeah. on uh, a, the piano, the yeah, no, the foot piano. The yeah, that was but, that was one of those jokes where I kind of I laughed and sort of like went. <sighs> I'm almost annoyed that they went in there. <laughs> they had to yeah, do it. Yeah, of course they did. <laughs> but no, it feels very much like that, and they all did a really good job. And Adam Brody is Freddy. Like, the mannerisms are spot on to the kid that was playing him before, you know? So it's all really, really good. But that was such a great moment. Uh, the, the other moment that really stuck out to me is is Billy's quest for his mom when he finally gets what he needs and gets the information and goes to see her. That entire sequence just gutted me. Joe, Joe, I was really glad about one. One of the complaints I was going to have uh, mm-hmm. before it got to that scene where he actually went to go see her is the flashback early on of how he got lost and how mm-hmm. he became an orphan essentially. Like she, it was, it was, it was such a happy memory. She seemed to love him, and then she just yeah. lost him and never came looking for him. Like yeah. I, I was really glad. I actually thought in my head, like, are we seeing, like, is is he like remembering an alternate version of this? So I was so glad that when he meets her, we see a different yep. version of it where she looks miserable, where she clearly wants to not have a kid. <laughs> yeah, because it just made where, more sense. Where you're like, in the beginning part, you're like, oh, she's kind of a terrible mother because how do you lose your kid and then never try to find them again? Be like, oh, maybe something happened. Maybe she died and that's why he can't find her. Um, and then when he meets her and you find out that, yeah, she kind of didn't want a kid. So she lets him get lost. And then she goes and starts a whole new life. You're like, Oh no. Yeah. She is kind of, she's not a terrible mother. She's kind of a terrible person in that. Cause there's better ways to do that than just abandoning your kid into foster care, you know? And he, so, he gives her the compass that she won for him at the fair. Yeah. And she's like, "What's this?" Like she doesn't even remember it. Like you know, he's just yeah. like you. You kind of hate her, but then this is the point in the movie when he hears from the kids that Savannah's got them. And you know, I love that Freddy's just shouting, "Super villain, super villain!" Like yeah, yeah, yeah. on the phone. Um, well, and I also like that in this world, superheroes are a thing. Like yeah. they're not just a pop culture thing. Like Freddy, Freddy has bullets from Superman that bounced off of him. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know who's making. I don't know who's making money off all these toys though, because we're in the toy store. There's like Superman and Batman yeah. toys. If I, I laughed really hard when Shazam picks up the the Batman doll and he's like, uh, "Batman, get him!" <laughs> yeah, and he chucks it at him. Yeah. yeah, that was good. But but I like that. Like again, it's these little things that make the greater world. And and Freddy idolizes Superman, which of course you know, really struck home with me. Of course it did. You know. Uh, and so, oh man. Or even just the, the montage of like Freddy, like, okay, we have to test and see what powers you've got. Yeah. So he's, you know, he sets them on fire at one point. In yeah. fact, one of my biggest laughs was, uh, you know, the, the, they're in a convenience store, the guy shoots Shazam a couple of times, yeah. and then he's like, well, we have to figure out if it's your, your fa- if it's your skin that's bulletproof or the suit that's bulletproof. Right. And I was like, I was thinking that, Freddy. Freddy is a little yeah. superhero nerd. And he's like, shoot him yeah. in the face. And he's like, yeah, the face. Wait, the face? And then, the fa- wait, what? <laughs> and I love the effect because you actually see like ripples in his face as the bullets hit. Yeah. I thought it was a really yeah, yeah. neat little touch. Yeah. Uh, and I um, thought it was really cool. And then the whole scene, too, where they go and get beer because they're kids. And then they take a drink and they're like, oh, this is disgusting. And they come back out with candy and soda and, yeah. <laughs> and everything else. Like, oh, again, again, it felt like that's why it gave me these Goonies vibes where it felt that these are kids going off on their own. And they felt it felt authentic and, and not just Goonies, something like Explorers, too, which I know you're a big fan of. Oh, hell yeah. Like 
like those those movies you you feel like they don't get made anymore it's like either it's for kids or it's for adults playing it nostalgia for the adults um so yeah like this just it checked all those boxes for me yeah Uh, and of course you know freddie and billy have fallen out halfway through and mm -hmm. and they're in a bad place uh and it happens around the time where Freddy was insistent that he could get Shazam to come to lunch, right, and prove, because mm-hmm. there's these Billy characters who are in the comic as well, as like, okay, but if he doesn't show up, we're going to beat you up, you know, this is what we're going to yep. do, and, you know, he never shows up, because at this point, he's he's pissed at him, he's, t- he's too busy on the, the steps at the uh, the thingamajig, doing the Rocky making Eye of the Tiger. The Rocky steps, making money being a, like, sideshow, basically. Yeah. He's he's doing he's doing lightning to the beat of Eye of the Tiger. That's that's what yeah. he's doing. So, yeah. uh, which you know it's, it's a neat moment. And uh, but at the end of the movie, we have this scene after everything's happened and Billy's become part of the family and everyone's like got the powers. You know, Shazam comes in and sits down next to him. You know, with the rest of the family who are still kids, but Shazam sits comes in and sits mm-hmm. down to them. And we end the movie with this. I th- I mean I've heard people complain that oh it was stupid that they didn't just get like Henry Cavill to do this. I actually think it works better not seeing Superman's face here because he's like, hey, oh, I, did I invited someone else to come, and you just see like the you know the the chest down the esque walk in mm-hmm. with the, the lunch tray, and yeah. the, the reason why it works without having the actor there and without mm-hmm. seeing who it, you know the face or whatever, is because it's about Freddy's reaction. It's it's just the joke of that it's Superman and. Yep. We we cut on his like you know gaping mouth as he's like yep. in shock that Superman's came to sit with him at lunch. Um, so such a good moment. And I had heard that Cavill did film a cameo, so like maybe that was him, and he was perfectly fine with them lopping off his head for that reaction. You know what I mean? Or like, he still had the mustache, and this was the cheaper maybe, way of cutting out. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, um, and, and what, what, a better, what better way to tell Warner Brothers you're, you're willing to play ball still than, than showing up in that suit and, and not, you know what I mean? Not being a diva about it, like. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's done. I don't think he's coming back now. I feel like Warner Brothers are going to do their own thing. That. He's done. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Yeah, I did hear that maybe they're, they're working on a Supergirl movie, which would mm-hmm. be kind of weird with the TV show, but. Where do things happen with DC and, I and mean, TV? If it takes a couple so, of years to happen, this, the show will be on like season six. Then it, let's say it yeah. ends there, like it could do. You know, it could, yeah. it could wrap up by the time it happens. I'm I'm all for if they want to do a Superman, not a Superman family movie, but you know something that focuses on Kara and Jimmy. And again, now that's just the TV show. But you <laughs> know what I mean, like 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 the smaller aspects and not just big Superman. But we still get a Kryptonian on the big screen. You know, I, yeah, I, I, that. I, I ain't complaining about a Supergirl movie if they, if they yeah. do it with any degree of, you know, yeah. correctness, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, tons of funny moments. Comedy's great throughout. There's, you know, they have to get out of the Rocky Eternity. It's like, you know, what, what happened last time, Billy's like, oh, I, I just thought of a place and left. So, well, think of, think of yeah. a place and they end up teleporting to a strip club because that's a place they were there in the movie. Uh, Mary's like oh, complaining because yeah. Dar- you know, he's like she's covering Darla's eyes. He's like, "Why can't yeah. I look? Because you're too young." Eh, I know yeah. it's good music. <laughs> yeah. oh, I forgot about that part. That was a good one too. Yeah. Why this place, Billy? I, I, I just remembered. <laughs> yeah. And then Freddie walks out late, like just chatting casually yeah. with the bouncer. <laughs> oh, uh, it's, it's so and his his self-effacing humor too. That that was another thing that was from the comics mm. that translated really well is you know he's this this kid that has arm braces to walk because he's crippled but he never you know that you feel like that's never and i don't want to use the pun so i won't but it's never like it's never used for easy comedy you know what i mean like he he pokes at himself more than anybody he lets anybody else and i i really like that in that character yeah um there's a genuine heart to this and i mean obviously i think one of the favorite funny moments for a lot of people is uh the uh the, the villain monologue in the sky where shazam can't hear uh-huh. him because he's a, he's a male away so so you know yeah. mark strong starts monologuing about what he's going to do to the world and you know shazam is just like huh can't hear you yeah. mail huh? away there's cars and traffic yeah. noises and everything 
yeah. really funny moment. Really good. Yeah. I, see, I don't know if I'm using the term right, but like, like postmodern, right? Like, it's almost kind of a postmodern superhero movie because it's kind of taking what we expect in superhero movies and and doing bits about it, like that, like the superhero monologue or 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 Freddy being aware of superhero conventions. Yeah. You know. And and it and it really works to its advantage yeah, because it, it's not, it's not, they are kids. It's not quite the superhero version of Scream, but it's is yeah. dabbling in it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and like down to the Superman joke at the end. Yeah. You know where it's 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 Freddy's reaction to him. And, and or even the, yeah, the, the the titles, the credits at the end. There's this animated yeah. section during the credits where Shazam's like picking on Batman and stealing Wonder Woman in a car and like just yeah. you know making fun of all the DC characters, which is good fun. I yeah. actually, so the Seven Deadly Sins, like, um, I wish they were a bit more colourful, but I will say yeah. I kind of like the look of them compared to a lot of movie monsters these days because they had kind of almost this Ray Harryhausen kind of feel to them, despite yeah. the fact that they were CG. And there's a scene in the boardroom where Savannah comes in and, like, kills all the board members with the Seven Deadly Sins, mm-hmm. and one of them bites off a dude's head. It's like, it's like a proper horror movie moment. It reminded me of Robocop. <laughs> a little bit i could see that right i could see that like like the, like call an ambulance like like that scene yeah so honestly honestly i was actually like i i almost wish that they'd given the the the, the deadly sin some more personality and some some time yeah. to like develop because i, I actually really like that sequence because it felt like a proper yeah. horror movie uh, which is funny because i think that sandberg even though he comes from horror i think his horror is kind of weak so I enjoyed this scene more than I did probably all of Lights Out or Annabelle oh, wow. too. I I enjoyed Lights Out. Uh, I, thought, I thought he directed tension well. I felt, but I'm not a horror movie buff. Ah, as as peasant. you are. So <laughs> true, plebe. That's fine. <laughs> but um, I liked it. I won't watch Annabelle because dolls creep me out. So you know. Well, the third one coming out, Matt. You've got another chance. I, I know. I'm I'm okay. Um, okay. Um, but yeah, no, I know. I, I agree that they, they look special because they didn't seem like they seem like proper monsters. Do you know what it was? it was? It was like, I think it was the way they moved. It was almost like they had like a frame rate effect on them that made them feel more like a yeah. Harryhausen. And I thought that pulpiness kind of worked with the yeah. the, the tone of the, the movie. Um, yeah, if, yeah. I mean, if anything, I, I almost thought like the opening scene, the the flashback to when Savannah was a kid, mm-hmm. probably just went on too long and took itself too seriously for, compared yeah. to the rest of the movie, which is which I thought was weird. But mm-hmm. um, no, but I, I did like that what they did with Savannah and made him like it's his hunt for magic, mm-hmm. and he wants to get back there, and so he's he's you know, and also did a good job at, at building the myth and and the the rules of this world. Where he starts going to all the people that the wizard has tried to choose, but they weren't worthy, for lack of a better term. And then he pieces it together, and that's how he ends up, you know, with the seven deadly sins. And um, there is technically one mention of Black Adam. Uh, yeah. Shazam, the wizard, tells Billy of the the fallen champion who who got who, who he gave his power to, and then it was used for revenge. Yeah. Uh, so there is a tease that Black Adam exists. So you know. Yeah better show up better be in movie yeah. three i mean maybe it will be in movie two it wouldn't surprise me if it was yeah. but no and, and look man make it be the rock because he can do sympathetic villain like we we haven't seen that since his days wrestling because he's always the action hero you know yeah. so so we should um, speak about the mid-credits scene because you know savannah yeah. does not get killed uh which is something i really appreciate that savannah is still around <laughs> for future movies yeah that's because Zack snyder didn't direct it uh, <laughs> so He's at his prison cell and he's doing lots of lots of uh, formula, trying to figure things out. And yep. we hear a voice, and like immediately, I'm like the effect on the voice is as if he's talking through a mic, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I know who this is. Well, because because they hint at this character early on when Savannah goes to the Rock of Eternity, mm. and you kind of see this little jar kind of thing in the foreground as he walks by it, and you're like, is that? And then. When, when, when Billy gets there, that yeah. jar is knocked over. So you're like, oh, snap, what has happened? And then we get to the mid-credit. Yeah, mid-credit. So it's Mr. Mind, who is a, <laughs> a magical creature. Uh, he, he just looks like a... What do you say? Is a slug? Like a caterpillar. Is he a caterpillar? Okay. 
Yeah. yeah. It's like a caterpillar, but he's he's evil. And and he wears this little voice box around his, I guess, neck. Yeah, and he talks. passes yeah. as a neck. And he's, he's, yeah. it has this, like, you know, effect on it, like he's talking through a mic. And, mm. yeah, he's like, yeah, you know, we're going to unlock the seven magical kingdoms, which is stuff that we're actually, ta- you know, the, the comic right now is delving into. Which, that was yeah. the funny thing, reading Jeff John's Gary Frank Shazam again, it's weird how that's leads in directly john's clearly had that next part of the comic planned for a long time and just it just took years yep. to get to it because uh, we're right in that middle of that now uh so yep. I, I can see he's doing stuff with the kingdoms next movie and mr mind because I, I assume yep. you know it'll be savannah that but this time with mr mind going about things differently yep. and then my hope would be that the third movie would be black adam that that would be my yeah my ideal yeah see, my ideal is, is that they they somehow revive black adam throughout whatever means as a distraction and then we get to the magic lands and all that in the third film that's kind of this big oh you think yeah that, that's how i would do it um maybe because i just want black adam <laughs> that's, he's he's a character i really really like so uh, uh, maybe. Ooh, yeah. there's also a reference to takitani who is this tiger character that's from the early shazam comics and in in the frank john's version he's a legit tiger that yeah. Billy goes to visit at the zoo. Here, um, there's a stuffed tiger at, at the carnival that I was like, oh, that's got to be a, a reference to, yeah. to fact, it. Speaking you know? of cool uh, nods, uh, when they're in Rock of Eternity, the kids uh, as a group, and they're trying to get mm-hmm. out, there's like a bunch of doors, and they open a door, yep. and it's the Monster Society of Evil. It's the you know the, the alligator yep. head. Uh, and I was like, Guy. holy shit, read more of this. It's like yep. it's not quite Doom Patrol weird, but it's getting there, and I love it. It's same yeah. with Mr. Mind. That that made crazy Mr. Mind. It's like yes, they're doing yeah. the weird comic shit, and I love it. Yeah, and and if you guys are, are you've made it this far, you've probably seen the movie. If you guys want to get some good Mr. Mind material, go check out uh, Fifty Two, the series. It's Fifty Two mm-hmm. issues. Um, Mr. Mind factors heavily into it at a certain point. I won't say because I don't want to spoil the full thing, but. If if you thought he's kind of derpy and how could this guy be a threat to to anything, Johns does him some really good service yeah. in that series. So super cool. That's but, good stuff. I, actually, I have a mailed nitpick actually about something. Okay. So the scene where Billy accidentally you know hits the bus with the lightning and it's going off the bridge mm-hmm. and he has to go and save it. Did it bug you that he was holding the whole bus up by having his hands on the, the glass? I was like, that glass yeah. would break because he's he's holding the wind. It was it's the windshield. He's he's he's, yeah. he's he's got he's holding the whole thing up with his hands just against the glass, and I'm like, yeah, windshields are meant to cave. Yeah, that like, that glass yeah. would give. <laughs> yeah, it's the bug me. It was a, it was a major thing. Yeah, bug me. He, yeah, he should have had it by the by the chassis at least down towards the bottom. Yeah, you know, but but no. Minor quibble. It's minor, but no, just the fact that we got a a really good Shazam movie before I've gotten a really good Superman movie in my time. And you're telling me. Yes, because Retro Donald Superman does exist, yes. But I'm talking in my time. Like, by the time I came around, I think Quest for Peace was out, and that's nostalgic, sure. The the, the finale to this season of Supergirl, Matt, is called The Quest for Peace. Uh, Of course it is. Have you gone to the last episode? For that? No, because I, not that I gave up, but trying to keep up, I would miss, I've missed episodes. And on Flash, it, I, it, it doesn't bother me, but for, for Supergirl, mm. I don't want to miss any episodes. Yeah. You, so You will like the Lex episodes. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting for it. Has, has the season wrapped up yet of Supergirl? Do we nah, have more? Nah, there's another six, six episodes or some of that. Okay. I'm just going to wait for it to pop up on Netflix because, you know, they have that deal the yeah. day after. I'm just going to wait and catch up that way because I, I i've heard good things about it yeah no that's fair that's fair yeah um no watch doom patrol though mm, no unapologetic <laughs> matt's got to shut the door because there's noise count coming and animals coming in and out and all sorts of shenanigans happening Boy. i didn't think we'd be recording when people got home still so yeah, yeah. i, I can't wait this way this way yeah. <laughs> uh, so no maybe it's good it's just all the main things i want to mention just little things here or there like uh i, I loved uh, i mentioned darla was almost still on the show at one point like early on when she catches like shazam in the house and she she actually knows that billy's 
you know, this is actually how Billy discovers he can transform back. Because for a while he thinks that he's stuck like this until, right. he, until he says Shazam again and he, he transforms. And they give you know Darla this thing about oh to, you, you know you're a good sister, right? You you wouldn't like tell tell you know mm-hmm. give away the secret. And she's like always talking. So at dinner when they're talking about the Shazam character and Darla's really quiet, they're noticing it. And then later yeah. on, when Mary figures it out, because between like meeting Shazam and then seeing Freddie with him on the news, she's she mm-hmm. figures it out, and then immediately Darla goes, "Yeah, she figured it out on your own. I am a good sister. I didn't break any promises." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's adorable. It's great. Yeah, Darla's great. Darla's uh, especially right now in the comic, hmm. the stuff that she's going through in in the Magic Lands. It's, oh man, it's really good. I love Shazam so much. Just that whole area of the DC universe. Johns is really doing a good job from... Uh, I would take it back to Justice Society days because the stuff he did with Black Adam mm-hmm. uh, up till now. like It's, it's funny. I feel like it's, it's, it's a part of the DC universe that I really like, but I, I probably know the least about it of all the areas that I do like yeah. just because there's not been like a consistent Shazam comic in a long time. Mm-hmm. It's, no. it's been kind of, you know, a void <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. for some time, so... Uh, it's just yeah. nice that uh, there's, a, there's a comic run right now. It's only, it's only you know, there's been, what, three, four issues? Uh, so by all means, if you're four. interested in checking yeah. out. Uh, Matt, Matt missed the, the episode of DC, uh, yeah. or sorry, from Comics from the Multiverse, uh, where we talked about mm-hmm. that last issue. Um, which I assume you're yeah. right, because... Spoiler alert, I did. I enjoyed yes, it quite, of course you did. quite a bit. Course you we, did. we got Taki Tani, and it's completely different than what we've seen. So Yeah, by the way, we had such a a weird uh, episode this past week because we had like four new books total. Yeah. Only one. Oh, of I was done on, I was done reading on Thursday. Only one of which we'd both read, me and Connor. <laughs> Justice League was the only one we both read because he wasn't reading uh, Young Justice and he wasn't reading Super Sons and I wasn't reading Green Lantern and that was it. That was all we had. Yeah. It's a weird episode. So, uh, See, and, I read, and I read Female Furies, which, yeah. Hoof. So, good? Okay. It's 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 a rough time. Okay. It's yeah. So, I I appreciate what they're doing, but I don't think <laughs> I don't think I can, can continue with it. So. That's fair. That's uh, fair. But yeah, but, but yeah, no, I was I was done reading because it was nice to have four books. Like, oh. I, I think four yeah. is a little too little. <laughs> it is it, a little, but I got caught up on Marvel, so that that's, that's good. Nice. Uh, um, yeah, I got caught up on some Marvel on on my way out. So that's, that's good. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shazam's very good. Like, I mean, yes. ultimately, I don't think it's perfect. I don't think I would mm-hmm. like give it like a silly high rating, but I think it's really solid at what it's doing. It knows what it is, and it has heart. And I like the kids a lot. I cared about them coming together, and I cared about them getting their powers. So when that moment happened, when it came, I was kind. You know, it was like a yeah fist pump moment. I was, I was, I was, I was into it. And I cared. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and a- a- any nitpicks I may have or any like reservations I have don't matter that much because I cared enough about the core characters. I cared enough about the heart of the film. Uh, mm-hmm. which is, And that's that's an element that's just been missing in a lot of DC movies especially. So, uh, I am pleased. I am pleased with that. Uh, so, we should, we should read it. Uh, Matt, what are, yes. you, what are you giving it? So, uh, that's what I was going back through and looking for my ratings because, again, it's been a couple weeks since I've seen this. Mm-hmm. And and I I'm still gonna stand by this after it's had time to to settle. I'm gonna give it an eight point five. Okay. I um. It's funny. I, I you know I was <laughs> being a nerd that I am. You know, I think about this a little mm-hmm. bit sometimes as I'm watching the movie. Like I'm you know about mm-hmm. halfway through I'm thinking oh okay this is probably a this you know I'm expecting yeah. by the end it was probably gonna I, be this. That that's that's bled into my thinking too, and I yeah. blame you for that. So. <laughs> But, but you know, by, by the end, you know, I had such a crowd-pleasing moment at the end, and everything else. I think I'm going to give it an eight. Like I, I think yeah. part way through it, I was thinking seven, seven point five, because it does have its faults, and there are some like villain problems. And but by the time I got to the end, and we had the big payoffs, and I realized how much I was into it. And then you know, by the, by the time that the interview with the fake Santa, well, I say fake, you know what I mean? As if yeah. there's a real Santa, the the the, the mall yeah. Santa. Uh, on TV and he's just dropping f bombs. It's bleeped, but he's just dropping yeah. f bombs left and right. Like by the time we got to there, I was like, I really like this movie. So false and all, I'm yeah. going to give it an eight out of ten. I I really I really yeah. do. Which for the record is the same rating I gave I think to Wonder Woman at the time. But I do think yeah. this is a better movie than Wonder Woman because I think this is more consistent and nails its yeah. overall 
uh, goals uh, better. Yeah, it definitely doesn't feel like I've heard people say about the DCU, like, there's too many cooks in the kitchen, whereas I felt this was, this is David Sandberg's film. But you know, like, this Jeff Johns. <laughs> this may be the first time I felt that, though. Because Aquaman, yeah. Aquaman felt that there was too many cooks. Yes. Oh, for sure. For sure. And don't even, Woman, get, like, don't even get me started on Justice League. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I felt that about Suicide Squad too, and that was oh, just sure. like that's that's just a well. No, I felt that that was the movie he wanted to make. Just nobody else wanted that, you know. Like, so. Well, but you know, maybe not too many cooks, but there was definitely too many editors on that movie. <laughs> way, way too much. I still remember me looking over at my wife, going, "I have no idea what's going on." She goes, yeah, "Me neither." You should, you should uh, have more editors on your movie than like uh, the 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 grips, <laughs> but I feel like there yeah. was on that movie. For sure. So yeah, this is definitely a step in the right direction. We, what do we got coming out from DC next? Is it Joker? Birds of Prey? Not Joker. Jo- well, Joker, but I'm talking. That doesn't seem like it's in the the sure. connected, shared. You know what I mean? Uh, in that case, it's um, Birds of Prey. Then yeah, it's, that's next yeah. like February, I think. Okay, so we got a little bit. We'll have uh, uh, an end game to hold us over, and sure. uh, maybe a Dark Phoenix, though probably not, because that looks very bad. So when you say probably not, do you mean we may not cover it? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying, if you don't want to see it, I'm not going to hold you to that, because, you know, the X-Men have done us dirty outside of Logan. The last couple. And first class. Look at me. I'll, I'll, I'll first class. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just going from okay, sure. recent. At that point, that movie, when did first class come out? Like 2011? 2011, yeah. That's eight yeah. years old. Uh, Holy shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, that's before people knew who Jennifer Lawrence really was. You know, think about that. You know, she's, she's won Oscars. Oscar. I, I think but, I knew yeah. who she was, but yeah, like, this, was, like, this was right before the first Hunger Games came out. Yeah, because it was she was Winter's Bone. Like she got nominated for that. That was twenty ten. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's so gives gives us a lot to think about and and for a little bit when it comes to this. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I guess that wraps up uh, this this edition of one twenty one gigawatts, which should hopefully be a bit more frequent uh, going forward because there's a lot of movies coming out. We got Hellboy next week, which there should be an episode for, and then yeah. we have Endgame a couple of weeks after that. And uh, hey, maybe my most anticipated movie of the year, Godzilla: King of the Monsters at the end of May. Just you, just you wait, guys. That, that, that's when I, I looked at my wife because she doesn't go to mo- every movie with me like she used to. Mm. You know, it's real hit or miss. And I looked at her at Godzilla and I said, "You're gonna go see this with me?" She goes, "Yeah, it's Godzilla," and that's mm. why I married her. Like, <laughs> you know. Oh, King uh, Ghidorah looks so good. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so pl- plenty of gigawatts coming up um, over the next couple of months and beyond. Uh, we, me and Matt do have a couple of overlords, uh, overlords, overloads that we need to uh, clean up uh, from from the back catalogue. We will get to those <laughs> in, the, in the near future. Uh, we're looking at them. Uh, Matt's been like busy; he's been away multiple weekends. With mm-hmm. I- I'm busy right now, TV schedule wise. So it's been a whole thing. Yep. But um, what's coming up soon in terms of other stuff you can look forward to? Um, we actually have a new sci-fi movie podcast starting uh, in the next oh, couple nice. of weeks. Um, it's called The Ace, The Atomic Cinema Experiment, and it is starting April 18th for everyone. It is a week early, though, on Patreon on the 11th, if you're mm-hmm. a patron, at the $1 tier uh, or up. Because, obviously, you can support us. We go to patreon.com slash TV. We can mm-hmm. support us for as little as a dollar. You get some exclusives. You get some bonuses. Both The Ace, starting next month, and currently Screams After Midnight have a bonus episode that are just for patrons at the $1 tier. So, Are you specifically making this, these names so they make people's names? Because Screams After Midnight is Sam, and now you have Ace. No. Well, I mean, we've never like abbreviated Screams, and I never really would, but okay. uh, the sci-fi one, it was like, nah, I want like an acronym because it sounds like an experiment. Uh, like a sci-fi. <laughs> Was my, gotcha. was my thing uh so so that's starting soon um and go to patreon and see all, all things you you fancy over there um yeah. and you know like and subscribe and all the usual stuff all that does help yeah. uh you can of course also buy merchandise should you wish you can get t-shirts and hoodies uh, there's a link to both the us and the uk store spread shirt uh, down the down the description we'll have a look at that uh-huh. as well um i recently got my own mail tv hoodie it's sitting over there oh Really nice. I'm not wearing it because it's too warm to wear, and I feel like that's probably <laughs> going to be true for the next several months. 
In fact, it'll get worse. If anything, I'm going to be topless in two months' time. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Well, it makes you feel any better. It's 90 degrees where I'm at right now. Oh, my God. Hell. Hell on earth. Yeah. And it just started April. So it's only going to get warmer. Hell on earth. Uh, but that has been Shazam, so hopefully you, you enjoyed that. And if you're listening to this on the comments from the Multiverse audio feed, then you can get other movie reviews on Mail Fuzz Movies mm-hmm. audio feed, or just, of course, on the YouTube channel, uh, between 121 gigawatts, Influx, Streams After Midnight, and uh, Now The Ace. So, uh, thank you very much for, for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching movies. Uh, and if you can get it, it's always nice to have diplomatic immunity.